0: Good
1: Good morning, Uh, from the Sayings of the Buddha. As an archer aims an arrow, the wise aim their restless thoughts, hard to aim, hard to restrain. As a fish hooked and left on the the sand thrashes in agony, the mind, being trained in meditation, trembles all over, desperate to escape the hand of Mara. Hard it is to train the mind which goes where it likes and does what it wants. But a trained mind brings happiness and health. The wise can direct their thoughts, subtle and elusive, wherever they choose. A trained mind brings health and happiness. Those who can direct thoughts, which are unsubstantial and wander so aimlessly, are freed from the bounds of Mara. They are not They are not wise whose thoughts are not steady and minds not serene, who do not know Dharma, the law of life. They are wise whose thoughts are steady and minds serene, unaffected by good and bad. They are awake and free from fear. Remember, this body is like a fragile clay pot. Make your mind a fortress and conquer Mara with the weapon of wisdom. Guard your conquest always. Remember, this body will soon lie in the earth without life, without value, useless as a burned log. More than those who hate you, more than all your enemies, an undisciplined mind does greater harm. More than your mother, more than your father, more than all your family, a well disciplined mind does greater good.
0: Well, for those of you that uh, don't know, or haven't been here for a little while or are here for the first time, uh, today's our gift day. Now, you may groan and think oh help, you know, I've come on the one day that's gift day. I'm just saying that if you're not here regularly or just visiting uh, we're not expecting you uh, to necessarily participate in the gift day side of things. Gift day is a once a year thing for members of our congregation, really, where they have an opportunity just to give uh, a one off gift, irrespective of anything else, to the chapel. You might have sold the house or a business or something like that or has some funds laid up. It's just an opportunity to, really to enable us to get a little bit further down the line in our sort of fundraising uh, type of stuff. So don't sit there thinking, oh, help, does this apply to me? So you can you know, just allow yourself to be moved in any way that you want to. And you may think that this is a, a, a bit of a strange reading uh, for gift day that, that Mimi did from the Dharmapada, saying to the Buddha, but when I read it last week, I was really struck with how fundamental the whole idea of training our mind is to absolutely everything that we do. You know, we're familiar, a lot of us, with the whole idea of mindfulness and meditation and all that stuff that goes with it. You know, people are always banging on about it at one level or another. But, but when it comes to day-to-day living... When it comes to actually getting out there and doing stuff, even though we might be meditating every day, even though we might be very keen on mindfulness, a lot of the time we still allow our minds to run rampant. You know, we let it run over our thoughts and ideas, all those things that we have every day. We invest in those thoughts and ideas, and we allow ourselves to be shaped by them. You know, ideas about politics, politics. I don't tell you, you don't allow your mind just to go where it wants to when you're talking about politics. You don't think, oh, I'm going to be really mindful about politics. I mean, no, we just tend to go off, you know, around ethics, around values, around intrinsically what's right or wrong. You know, we talk, I think, about the value of mindfulness, but then there's certain areas where we give our minds a get out of jail free card. We think, no, this is okay. I'm going to let my mind go in this area. Certain thoughts that we allow our mind to entertain because they're so important. Certain things that we let our mind worry over because they go with the very essence of who we are. You know, they are soul questions and therefore we give them special treatment. We indulge them we let them run around unexamined, and as it says in the reading. And then, as a fish hooked and left on the sand thrashing about in agony, we tremble all over, desperate to escape the hand of Mara. Now, Mara, in Buddhism, is the demon that tempted Buddha by trying to seduce him with visions of beautiful women. Mar is often described as the personification of the forces antagonistic to enlightenment. You know, For us, it may not be beautiful women or beautiful men, but we still have those thoughts that tempt us away from discipline, thoughts that we're willing to let the mind go free on. You know Jesus was tempted in the desert. And that is a kind of brush with Mara. That's the same sort of thing. you know. Those three temptations uh, in the desert were for money, power, and righteousness. And it's the same temptations for us. The second temptation for Jesus in the desert, Satan takes him up to the pinnacle of the temple, which symbolizes the religious world, takes him up there, and tells him that if you throw yourself off, God will catch you. And he's really saying... You know, the fact of the matter is, you are so right about who you are as the son of man, the son of God, that God will catch you when you fall. The second temptation is the need to be right and to think of the self, ourselves as saved, as superior, the moral elite standing on God and religion, and generally quoting scriptures or whatever it is, just proving ourselves, whether it's bits from the Buddha or bits from the Bible, it's us being right about the way that we think about the world. Now, that may or may not be the case for you, you know, when you're thinking about politics or whatever, but the point is that we do tend to be mindful up to a point to when we think we're right. The moment we start thinking we're right, we tend to let mindfulness go hang. And we ride on our hobby horse around the ring in our righteousness. The problem with that is that we end up thrashing around in agony, like that fish on the hook, tempted by Mara's beautiful girls or whatever whatever gets you going. It says in that reading, "'Hard it is to train the mind which goes where it likes and does what it wants.'" Hard it is to train the mind which goes where it likes and does what it wants.'" You can see that, you know, from there that the Buddha's been listening to Yoda from "Star Wars," you know hard it is to train the mind, which goes where it likes and does what it wants. But a trained mind brings health and happiness. And that's surely what we're looking for. A trained mind brings health and happiness. Most of us can be mindful, but when it wants or when we want, the mind goes where it likes, and then it does what it wants. Generally, when we're not thinking about it. Generally, when we're out there in the world, you know. When we're talking about Donald Trump, you know, the mind says, don't get me started, or Hillary Clinton. Don't get me started. You know, that new construction project at City Market. People with too much money. The homeless in Aspen. You know, Amazon's takeover of Whole Foods. I mean, you can just let your mind go. You know you're right about these things. The way my partner, and just fill in the blanks. The way my partner does not, and he can fill in the blanks. You know, Regrets, resentments, all those things are opportunities for the mind just to have a get-out-of-jail card free. But those that can direct their thoughts are free of the bonds of Mara. Their minds are steady and serene, unaffected by good or bad. It's obvious, but the battle with the mind is really the supreme battle that we face. And it's worth remembering it because it's in our mind's interests to forget. You know, It's in our mind's interest to, at the key moment to forget that actually that discipline is important. More than those that hate you, more than your enemies. An undisciplined mind does greater harm. More than your mother, more than your father, more than your family, a well-disciplined mind does greater good. And, And all of us really face that every moment of the day. When we're in difficulty, when we don't know what to do, when we're miserable, suffering or depressed, often it's down to a lack of discipline of the mind. And what can we do about it when we when we get to? Because we all get to that point at some point. Well, at that point, we just have to remember about that discipline. Remember, from the Latin word "re" and "memor." "Re" means again, and "memor" means mindful. To remember, to be mindful again, to remember, to bring back to your memory, to be mindful again, to call to mind. And when we're in those situations, we do have to call that to mind. We have to remember to be mindful at times when we choose to forget. That whole idea that Jesus brought out of metanoia, of transforming your mind, which is the metanoia, the word that is used for repent, but actually means to transform your mind, is to remember that the battle with our mind is key. And it's your reminder of that that we have to have. And when you get into an argument, you have to remember it. When you begin to be resentful, when you continue in an unhelpful pattern of behaviour, when you condemn, when you feel in the right, when you accuse, when you pontificate, when you exclude. (laughs) We have that wonderful rule here that we love the noise of children in chapel. And how fantastic. Thank you for that, by the way. When you look down on someone, it's all down to the mind picking up that get out of jail card free and allowing you to do all those things willingly. Remember that the body is a fragile clay pot. Make your mind a fortress and conquer Mara with the weapon of wisdom. Guard your conquest always. Remember that this body will soon lie in the earth without life. Without value, useless as in a log, you know that old thing is going to end badly for all of us at some point, and at some point we have to take responsibility for the direction that we're going to take and this is where it happens it's where we're not taken off into a different direction, but we know where value is and we keep that mind disciplined and it, and you know that memory that you know we're all going to gets us clear and leaves us open to use the mind in a way that serves life, rather than being used by the mind to serve its own ends. Because that's what happens, the mind serves its own ends rather than serving life. So how do I link all this to gift day and the whole idea of that? Well, I don't know about you, but when I think about money, that's the area when the mind is definitely in control. You know there's six stages of consciousness in, uh, uh, that, um, uh, that are in, uh, in those, uh, 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 those areas of infant consciousness, mythical consciousness. These are the areas you're supposed to go through in life. Infant, mythical, rational, visionary, and soul consciousness. And they're from spiral dynamics, and you're supposed to move through those. You experience them at different times in your life. Well, you know, we all pretty much live in rational consciousness on that level as far as money goes. And that's quite right. You know, if I filled in my tax return from a visionary consciousness level, I dare say the IRS would be beating a path to my door. And they wouldn't say, no, I was just thinking about visionary consciousness when I was putting down my tax return there. They want it to be very rational. But that rational consciousness is where the mind is most in control. It's one of the places where. We give it a get-out-of-jail card free. And we have to be aware of what's driving it. You know, the fears, the suspicions, the control. And that's not to say we should spend money beyond our means, just to spite the mind. As I said, the mind serves us rather than us serving the mind. And it's right to be aware of our means. But within that, it's also right to put your energy behind that which you care for, and that which represents your aspirations. And that's where I'm going with this. You know, that old joke about there being, in life, being two wolves inside you. One is angry and resentful, and one is loving and caring. You know, which wolf will gain control of your life? And the answer is, uh, the most powerful one is the one that you feed. Which one are you going to feed? You know, at the chapel here and linking into this gift day idea, we want to be able to fulfill the collective aspirations of all of us. We want to be able to fulfill our collective aspirations. And the reason that I think uh, that I've, you know, when I came here three years ago, the reason I think I fitted well here is that I was a part of that collective aspiration. You know, the search committee really knew what they wanted. They knew what they were aspiring to, and when I've been brought in, To do is to be part of that aspiration. And I feel that, you know, I'm fulfilling a desire that was already here before I arrived. And in a sense, that's why I felt able to fit in, you know, the desire to build a community. That lovely definition of community, which is a group of people that celebrates your birth, cares about your life, and mourns your death. Community, you know, we want to build a community here. And many of us have that together it's an open hopefully an inclusive community i think here we care about our world and want it to represent you know the highest aspirations of creation we want our world to be a representative of that the beauty the order the wonder you know the care that we see in all of nature and we want that expression for humanity that's what we're aspiring to here and as we look out into the world we see That maybe we have something to offer. Maybe we have a viewpoint here, a perspective that we see, you know, have seen work in our own lives and in the lives of those around us that we want to contribute. Something about the interconnectedness of all things, around something around consciousness, around love, around community, around a greater whole that we're part of, around the idea that, you know, there are no others. That is that. And when the guru was asked, how do you look after others? He said, there are no others. That idea. And we want to share that. Not because we think we're right, and we might be, but because we feel it's part of a greater solution that we've glimpsed. And I think we feel it duty-bound to communicate it. In my life, I feel duty-bound to communicate it. It's not a popular word, duty is from the French D, DEU, which means that which is owed. I think it's interesting. Duty is that which is owed. And and I think we owe it to the world that we live in to communicate our worldview. And I think that that's why we're here. In any case, that's why I'm here. I see this as this place for me now is the best shot that I have in my life to have something come out of this particular worldview. And I think that's what we have as a community. It's the best shot we've got now. You know, for good or for ill, you know, for everything we've done in our life, you know, we're now in this particular chapel community. And I think that, you know, for me, here is the place where that expression can be given voice. For good or for ill, after everything we've done, right now, it comes down for us to this group of people and the Aspen Chapel as a community idea that has. A possibility of communicating some of these ideas on a wider scale. You know, I've got nowhere else to go at my age and, you know, my place. This is where, for me, it's going to happen. I've got nothing else up my sleeve. And in terms of expression, you know, I hope, you know, for some of us, that's what's true. You know, that this is it for us as well, that this is the community that we've ended up with. This is our expression. If anything's going to happen out of our lives in the area of a shift in consciousness, then this is the vehicle, I think, this, you know, for us, that's going to accomplish it. So I'm asking you to back that financially. That's what really I'm asking you to do here. I'm asking you to back that. And yes, the mind will come with all sorts of reasons as to why not, you know, your family, your friends, your future, your happiness. But as it says in that reading, More than your mother, more than your father, more than your family, a well-disciplined mind does greater good. And I'm saying that a well-disciplined mind is able to identify that which is of value and back it. And that's what I'm asking you to do here. And if not for all the squidgy ideas around consciousness, do it for the homeless people who were hosting over the winter, or for the welcome that we gave Francis Bennett. Or Richard Raw or James Finley, who's coming in January, or because others are giving all that they have. Bill told me a story about his daughter Noe, who uh, Noe comes in always gives me a big hug in the morning, and I sent a letter out saying that you know please give generously to chaffle because uh, you know we want to help the, the homeless people and also I need a green card to stay in the country and blah 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 blah, and Noe said to Bill, "What's a green card?" And so Bill explained what a green card was and why I needed it. And Noe we went off, it's a true story, it's Noe we went off to her her little piggy bank where she saved all her pocket money up. And she had $27 in her piggy bank. And she took that $27 and gave it to Bill and put in, to put in an envelope to give to the gift to appeal. Now that was all the money she had and you know, that is the widow's right now not you give all the money I was so touched by that. It's that amazing story. Uh, that's Bill there. If you want to ask him, put your hand up, Bill. He's embarrassed now. Um, but that, that's, you know, that was a wonderful thing that Noe he did. And um, I was so touched by that. Um, I've lost where I am now. Um, and anyway, just to say we're looking for 40,000 uh, dollars from Gift Day. We've raised about 13 at the moment, because uh, this is an ongoing thing. And it sort of ends mid-November. This is the Sunday, that's gift day, that we have here. And whether you give $50 or $5,000, it will have an effect, as we felt when she gave her $27. You know, dip into whatever you can. If you've been blessed this year, then bless us. And give generously so we can just continue, you know, keep the lights on and, and do the same. Now, I always think that, you know, we, that, that, as a chapel, we have a chapel song. I thought, well, I'm jolly we're going to sing this on gift day. And it's a wonderful song, and I think it really does sum up you know, a lot of the values of the chapel. So I'm going to suggest that we sing that song now. And it's in your service sheet. And so why don't we stand uh, and sing This Is My Song? Hey.
2: Sunlight, too, and clover, and skies are. Christ be led.
0: like to be seated. So let's just pray, just a time to hold the world and our world in our hearts. We just think of the troubles around the world at the moment, people still suffering from floods and hurricanes in Texas, Mexico, South America, Southeast Asia, all over the world, people suffering from the effects of weather and people suffering from the effects of war and discord. Pray for our country and North Korea, for Afghanistan, Iraq, for Spain, for Russia, all places where there is discord. And We pray that your light and love may be in the hearts of leaders everywhere. Pray for our country. Pray for those in prisons and in hospitals. Pray for those who are hungry and homeless. All those in need. We pray that the light of your love will shine for them and they will see hope in what will be happening. We pray for those especially in our community who are suffering, we pray for Patricia Hill, for Will Welsh, for Pat Smith, for Molly mccarthy Coman, for Barbara Orcutt, for Tegan Sullivan, for Soleil, for Lee, Joan Valentine and Nidley, Elise Strickland. We pray for Sharon Wells and Bayard, Cindy Bonds. We pray for Dave Conaro, family of Harriet Thompson, pray for Nancy Oakes-Hall, who's undergoing cancer treatment, for Bernard Robofsky, also we pray for the family of Scott Richter, Marissa's cousin who died recently. Lord, we pray your healing power upon them, your healing love, to give them all they need. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.